Don't go anywhere unless you want to. It's the Ron and Don Show, starring Ron and Don, and sometimes me, at ronanddon.com. Hey, you guys, what's going on? Welcome to episode 567 now of the Ron and Don Show, live from the Les Schwab studio. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? Hey, coming, on, uh, coming up on the Ron and Don Show, looks like the Beatles, yeah, through AI, are going to come together one more time. Also, Garth Brooks, he said, yeah, I'll sell you a Bud Light. Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. I just read a really interesting article that says a lot of us that are looking at retirement have really misjudged the amount of money that we really need to save in order to enjoy the lifestyle that we think we're going to enjoy. In fact, sometimes people start running out of money in their late 70s and 80s, and they find themselves as a greeter at Walmart. Yeah, a lot of times... That's where folks come from, because it's not because they want to be there, it's because they have to be there. Ron, you were sharing something with me, and I hope hope it's okay to share here. It's kind of intimate before the uh, radio show today, but you said, hey, I did something this week. I'm really proud of myself. As I'm thinking about retirement, you paid something off. This is kind of a big deal, and congratulations. And what I want to know is, why'd you do it when you still have all these good days ahead in real estate where you're going to make some money and do well. Yeah, so I'm in my early 50s, and this last week I, I paid off my mortgage. And I, there's a couple reasons why I, I wanted to go public on it. One is I kind of want to normalize celebrating this type of thing. Like the, the, the household that I grew up on, you didn't talk about money. You never talked about what people made. You didn't talk about investments. Like it was, for whatever reason, uh, a, a silent topic uh, in my household. And so as much as we'll celebrate a sports team winning or uh, your team won the NBA finals or you'll celebrate the gender reveal of your baby or whatever it is, I think we should celebrate times where we go, hey, this is a big deal. It's the first time since I was 17 that I will not have a rent or a mortgage payment in my life. That's a big deal. And it was it was a a big deal in this way as well. So I had had some some money, obviously. And uh, a couple of years ago, I talked to some very successful people, way more successful and wealthy than me. And I said, hey, I'm thinking about pinpointing off my mortgage. What do you think? And without fail across the board, these people that I talked to, and I might even talk to you about this if I remember back then, that they they said, oh, don't do it. You have a great interest rate. My interest rate was 2.75% or something on this loan. Like you have a great interest rate. You make good money. Um, just take that capital and deploy it in other areas. You can put it in the market. You can buy more real estate. You can do X, Y, or Z. And so I, I sort of was like, yeah, that makes sense. I wanted to pay it off, but it, I was convinced that it's like, okay, I'm still young, uh, relatively speaking. I'm going to, I'm going to listen to them. Like they're, they've, they've done way better than I have. So I took that money in the genius that I am. I bought Tesla stock. I bought uh, Amazon stock, Google and Apple. And I'm like, all right. So uh, these people all told me I should deploy this money in other ways. So put it in there. And initially it was doing great. 
Like I'm making money. I'm trading, you know, selling options off the stock and like making decent money all the way across the board. And then bam, as we know, what about a year ago, year and a half ago, the, the market just tanks. So now I'm underwater by a giant amount. Um, and even though I had some stock splits in there and everything, like I, it was rolling and I was like, wow, this was great advice. This is, you know, I'm, I'm making money on my money. So then when it was really underwater and I'm talking like probably a lot underwater, <laughs> like enough where I was like, oh my God, what did I do? Like I couldn't, I can't even, I, if I wanted to pay it off now, I couldn't. And so I just had to sit there and it was sitting there and sitting there and sitting and I didn't blame it. I mean, I, I made these decisions. I didn't blame anyone else, but this, this, uh, plan that I had initially was just, it wasn't working. Your plan has been thwarted. My plan has been thwarted. So, um, a couple, about a month ago or so I went and did a really deep dive into all of this stuff. And I said, okay, if, if, I'm going to just unwind these decisions I made. And if I can get back to the point where I can pay this mortgage off, I'm just going to do it. And so I set these price alerts for all of these different stocks. And so um, Apple came back. Bam, I just sold it, set it aside. Then my uh, Amazon came back, sold it, set it aside. Google sold it, set it aside. Last one I was waiting on was Tesla because when Elon bought Twitter, that stock just went in the toilet. And so uh, the other day, uh, last week, I had set this alert. I got up at 6.30 in the morning and my screen went off and it's like, your alert has been hit. And I was like, holy crap, it went up like $20 a share in three days. So I was like, holy moly. So I was like, okay, this is, we we had a plan. I had a post-it note on my monitor and it was, I had to double check it because I didn't have my coffee yet. And I was like, all right, boom, it hit sold. And so I paid it off um, and it was really bizarre. And I got to tell you, Don, it's um, for me, the, the advice that I got from those very wise and successful business people is great advice. Like it, it, it would be great to have another piece of real estate. It would be great to deploy that cash in other ways. I did have a phenomenal interest rate, but for me, a, a divorced guy in his fifties with no children um, and self-employed, you know, you and I are entrepreneurs, so there, there's no, there's, as you always say, no one's coming to rescue me. The prospect of having a place to live that is paid off was worth it to me to say, okay, I've got this now. All I have is my taxes and some HOA dues and that's it. Like I have a place and so I don't know what it's going to feel like to not make that mortgage payment. Cause again, I've been making a mortgage payment, rent or mortgage since I was 17, every month of my life, since I was 17 years old, I've had that payment I had to make. So this will be the first time ever where I don't know how that's going to feel, but I hope it feels great. And so now I'm going to start, you know, planning for another real estate investment opportunity. But, um, yeah, I took, a bunch of my capital off the table. I got to say though, it feels like a huge weight yeah. lifted off my shoulders. So now you're in a position where if you do go out and buy a piece of real estate, then that piece of real estate has to pay for the piece of real estate. So, and, and it can, and, and, and if you force appreciation, you can cash flow it as well, but it, it must be nice to know, Hey, I don't have to actually go out and do a bunch of deals to pay my mortgage this month. It's paid 
And so you can actually go to Vegas. We will see you on the other <laughs> side of this. You guys, what's going on? Happy summer. Ron and Don here for Les Schwab. It is the summer driving season, and they have a huge sale coming up. They have this every summer, but they're doing something I haven't seen them do ever. This is pretty cool if you want to drive into a Les Schwab and boom, immediately put $200 in your pocket. Yeah, you right now on the summer sale, you get a prepaid MasterCard valued at up to $200 when you purchase a set of four qualifying tires. You can save an additional $50 when you purchase the tires with your Les Schwab account. Sale ends on July 8th. All right, so Les Schwab, schedule that appointment right now at leschwab.com or when you see one of the 84 locations, you can just drive in and, and take a look at that time. You can stop by any location tell them ron and don sent you that's two hundred dollars with four select tires les schwab they've been doing the right thing since 1952 hey ron and don here for ron and don real estate don we had so many people go oh hey guys i'm gonna hit the pause button i'm gonna wait because what's what i'm hearing is gonna happen interest rates are gonna come down and then boom then i'll jump in and buy something i'm the smartest kid on the block that theory doesn't seem to be holding true with what we're seeing in the market right now yeah i just want to tell everyone when it comes to buying real estate you buy now wrangle the interest rate a year or two years from now we know how to wrangle the interest rate in fact what we'll do is we'll go to the seller and say hey your property's been on a while we know you want to sell it so here's what we're willing to do to buy and we can work with the other side to actually reduce the interest rates. It's called a 2-1 or a 3-1 buy-down. It's what we do. Uh, Mitch at Mitch.Loans is a big part of this and helps us out. And, Ron, people who want to acquire real estate now, don't forget, your dollar is worth more now today than it will be a year from now. And that real estate is cheaper today. No matter what anyone says, then it will be a, uh, a year from now. Uh, the crash that people predicted has not happened. And all the inventory that people predicted was not on this spring. And so if you're going to buy, it's time to, yeah, do what you can do. Even if you have to team up with somebody, this is a great time to buy real estate. So if you think about buying, investing, even selling, we're here to help. All you got to do is go to ronandonsitdown.com. That's ronandonsitdown.com. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Ron and Don Show. Uh, I have to say, one of the coolest interviews we've ever done, and people always ask us, because when we were in terrestrial radio, we just didn't do sports radio, but but we did music radio as well, and news talk radio. So we got to meet, we got to meet lots of stars, uh, go to lots of different shows, interview you know comedians like Kevin Nealon, uh, have luncheons with Conan O'Brien, uh, interview someone like uh, Garth Brooks, and I have to say, Garth Brooks, when we interviewed him, like all that stuff he does where he tips his hat and he seems really kind and nice and gracious, it's really true. And in fact, when you find stars that age, uh, most of the time, if they're still around, like I was listening to an interview this morning, William Shatner, 92 years old, still sharp as ever. And, and I never met him personally, but the word is like when you meet him, his curiosity ends up really driving the conversation. And I heard it on the podcast today. If you don't know Captain Kirk, he was uh, the captain of the Star Trek Enterprise, along with Spock. And I can't believe I was having to s- explain this to my son the other day. So now he wants to watch Star Trek. He should. He so he'd he'd love he it. Yeah, he didn't know who Spock was. So with, 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 with all that said, it seems like people that stay curious, stay open, continue to learn, 
uh, as they age, it seems like they age more gracefully. And, and someone I root for is Garth Brooks during the lockdown. He decided that he was going to start doing these kind of these Monday night concerts. He do them for free on Facebook. It's grown to where he like does a concert every Monday night. He and Trisha Yearwood for like 12 million people. And then they have a little town hall and they talk. He's getting a lot of heat right now because he's, he's going to open up a venue, I believe, in Nashville, like Honky Tonk. And he wants... Oh, We've got to pause right there. You're burying the lead a little bit. This is the first of probably... Uh, he's probably going to chain make this into a chain. I've got friend in low places, yeah. Honky Tonk Bar and Grill. Right. It's going to crush. Is it? Oh, my God. If he gets the theme right, <laughs> if there was a if there was a Friends in Low Places Honky Tonk Bar and Grill in downtown Seattle, yeah. you and I would go to that. I, we would totally go by there and get some food. Wow. Watch a football game on a Sunday. Yeah. Any, any, anyway, so he's, he's creating this bar, and he says, hey, I want everyone to know. He didn't come out and say they're serving Bud Light. He said, but we're serving all the brands, all the beers. They say that Bud Light has really gotten beaten up, and it may never recover. But people need to understand, though. Is Bud Light, and I don't mean Budweiser, Bud Light covered, and this because a lot of sporting events too, covered 60% of the whole entire beer market, 60%. So even though they're off, I think they're down to like 52%. And some people say Coors is dominating right now. But overall, Bud Light still seems to be doing okay. And Garth Brooks just said, hey, at our bar, friends in low places, Everyone's going to be accepted, and we're going to be serving all the beers. Now, Kid Rock did not like this up and down the block with a bottle of scotch. What are your thoughts on Kid Rock coming out, blowing up cans of Bud Light, Bud Light with his AR-15, and Garth coming back on a Monday to even bigger crowd, doubling down and saying, hey, I've taken a lot of flack for this, because you get a lot, you can get a lot of fat flack from people in the country about overall acceptance sometimes, uh, especially when it comes to people that are gay, lesbian, and transgender. Uh, but Garth is like, hey, you know what? I'm taking my cowboy hat off for everyone. Well, this so. goes back to Bud Light uh, for Pride Month using or having an endorsee that is trans and everybody absolutely losing their mind. You might need to help me to explain this. I don't get the red meat of these culture war things. Like I really, my brain doesn't work that way. So the, the, it, what it seems like happens is I'm uh, Mr. Red State and I've got my standard issue Red State pack. You know, I'm drinking Bud Light. I go to my church. I drive a Ford truck, like whatever it is, your standard issue situation. And then one of these, you know, corporate elitists does something that violates my values. And now I've got, I'm up and on. I'm so outraged uh, by this betrayal of, uh, of human, my, my values as whatever, uh, that I need to boycott them for some reason. Like, do I have that? Like, I don't get it. That's correct. Like, what is? That's correct. You're, you're correct. So we'll, why, we, though? We will see you on the other side of this. That, that is, you, just, you, just, you just nailed it. Hey, it's Ron. I'm here with Mitch Weeks from Mitch.Loans. And Mitch, we've seen interest rates rise rapidly here uh, over the past year, 18 months. In the industry, what are you thinking is going to happen going forward? 
So they're still projecting rates are going to drop here near the end of the summer, definitely within the next year. And that means that now is the time to buy. So interest rates are going to drop. As we've said, we will help with the refinance on the back end. But rates dropping could mean a big influx in demand. Now, right now, there's a lack of supply, a lack of inventory, because people aren't willing to sell and get out of their low rates. If you buy now, you can beat the rush later. Okay, and also then when the rates do drop, we can replace that rate with the new one. We sure can. Rate and replace. All right, he's Mitch at Mitch.loans. You can buy now, replace the rate later when it drops, and Mitch take care of your loan fees. It's Mitch.loans. All right, you guys, welcome back uh, to the Ron and Don Show. I have to say over the past couple of years, I think when it was revealed to Paul McCartney that he was not the one that broke up the Beatles, because when you hear him interviewed about it, he felt for a long time like he was the one that broke up the Beatles. And then Yoko Ono got a lot of the blame. And then when we all watched Get Back, we kind of saw, I think, something different. Uh, We saw some guys who had grown up, grown older, grown apart, had matured some, didn't want to play in screaming venues anymore on television where girls are screaming so loud you can't hear the music. They became better musicians. Billy Preston joins the group. And all of a sudden, they begin to add technical things to their music that they didn't have early on when they were just playing three-chord rock and roll to Screaming Girls on the Ed Sullivan Show. I really like the way that he's grown into talking about the Beatles because it used to be late night host would tell you, hey, if there's one thing you don't ask Paul McCartney about if you want him on is don't ask him about the Beatles. And now it seems like he always wants to talk about it. My th- favorite thing, if you never see, saw this, is when he's with James Corgan, who I guess is is retiring from late night television. And they go back to Liverpool. Have you seen this? I have. It's amazing. And why don't you describe a little bit what they do? And then my question is, uh, Paul McCartney is going to be using AI to bring a song back, a Beatles song, and finish the song. And I just want to get your thoughts on that. So the, the carpool karaoke is the James Corden's bit. He's done it with everybody, but he gets Paul McCartney and they're driving around in like a, a Range Rover, I believe, through Liverpool, and they stop at all the places. So they stop at Penny Lane, and they stop uh, at Strawberry Fields, yeah. and they go to his house. It's funny, his house is now turned into a museum, and he shows up and just knocks on the door, and the museum keeper opens the door, and it's Paul McCartney. <laughs> and so he goes, and everything's roped off, but he's like, I'm going to go behind the rope because like it's was my house. And so he goes back and plays the piano in the living room. So he goes through. So it, it culminates at this pub where there's a jukebox and it, the only songs on the jukebox are Paul McCartney songs. And when you hit play on the jukebox, the curtain opens and they start to play. So it looks real. I don't know if it's staged or not, but it starts off with like a dozen people in this pub. And by the end of the show, it's just the standing room only. So that's really cool. You would, have you, have you seen, um, the Rick Rubin, Paul McCartney sessions where Rick got a hold of the master tapes. No. So it's in black and white. They go to, he rents out Rick Rubin, uh, the record producer rents out Abbey road studio a. Oh wow. And so they put a console in the middle of the, of the great room. It's all lit. And so he, him and Paul are standing at the console and there are some, some of the Abbey road instruments around. So wow, the, cool. the, the piccolo, like all the stuff, not really? the piccolo, the, um, 
the harpsichord and all these instruments. The are xylophone. Around. The xylophone. Yeah, and so uh, Rick has a song queued up. He's like, I always wanted to ask you about this. And he hits play. And it's a Beatles song, you know. But he drops everybody down. And he just will, he'll put the fader up on the bass. He's like, what are you doing there? And then Paul goes over and he starts grabbing the faders and they'll pull up faders that didn't make the record. He's like, oh, what's that? And so they're like, oh, George was doing, I remember, I remember when George did that and it was really cool, but we didn't use it. And so they just go through and, and whatever memories come up, That's cool. it's amazing. I think it's on HBO Max. It's, it's a really great situation. So on to this AI thing, speaking of Rick Rubin, he did an interview with Giles Martin. So Giles Martin is the son of George Martin. George Martin was the producer at Abbey Road that's credited for all the stuff that you brought up. And so I didn't know any of this, and this will get to the AI thing that you're talking about. So, um, and the documentary you just mentioned. So Giles grows up, and like any kid, you just think your dad goes off to work. So for him, his dad was a record producer. And so when he's four years old, five years old, sometimes mom would take him by the studio to say hi, or they'd drop off lunch. So he, he was used to seeing his dad as this recording engineer. And so as a little kid, he's hanging around the Beatles. And that's just what dad did for work. You know, he would, he thought everybody's dad worked in music. So he'd come home and his dad could play piano and all this stuff. So Giles grows up and he wants to, you know, get in the music business as a performer first. And that really didn't pan out. And so his dad comes with one day, George, and he says, I can't tell this to anybody in the world. I'm losing my hearing. He goes, I can't hear uh, what I used to hear. You need to come in the studio and be my ears. And so uh, as a British, you know, stiff upper lip guy like George Martin, that's a huge wow. uh, thing to admit to his son. So Giles comes into the studio and his only job was to listen. So he's just listening to the stuff. And so he got really, really good at hearing these minute things. And so, and he was always there. So now he's just part of the, the wallpaper in a sense. And the Beatles get used to Giles being around. So fast forward to this documentary that you're talking about. So Giles has produced all of this stuff after Lennon died, pretty much. Giles runs it. He did the, the Las Vegas show. Giles did all that remastering and there's been a new box set. Giles has been at the helm of all that and he knows Yoko and he knows Danny Harrison and all the, the, the people, the principals that are involved. And so he went to Peter Jackson who had done the Lord of the Rings trilogy and Peter Jackson has this whole, not the brother of Michael Jackson. Correct. Yes. So the whole, um, he has an entire software division to do all the special effects for Lord of the Rings. He said, I want to do this movie. We got these new tapes, uh, we want to make it into Get Back. And so Giles needed to mix the record. And he's like, man, we got these songs and they're just, they sound okay. But he's like, I really want this to sound amazing. And so it was Peter Jackson started talking to his software division. And the guy said, hey, there's this new AI stuff coming out. Let me see what I can do. So he writes this AI program and it's not AI like chat GPT. It's artificial intelligence in where it would take a, sound it'd take the song that you heard and it was able to unmix it so it's a mixed wow so you had a crazy you have this song that's four guys playing instruments and singing it could, and it's, it could go back to the all the original tracks the original tracks wow. and so somehow he built this software you take the soundtrack you take the sound element in would that so would that two be tracks four, would it be four tracks maybe Eight I tracks? think the t I think the movie stuff some of it was two track yeah. Because it, they were just practicing. So yeah. they didn't have the full machine running. They were just 
documenting. And so he takes it in there and somehow is able, and, and Giles is like, I don't know how they did it, but all of a sudden I would come back in a couple of days and I'd have snare drum, kick drum, Paul's guitar, you know, uh, John's guitar, vocal, vocal. And he's like, and I can mix them like I was mixing a record. Mm. And so that's the AI that we're talking about here. So there's a new song. There was a, a demo that John made of three songs prior to him getting uh, murdered in New York City. And so the Beatles have actually done two of those songs they've released. And there's one where they did this effect on John's voice to make him sound sort of ghostly because it was recorded on a cassette. Hmm. John just sang into it and played guitar into a cassette. Free as a Bird, I think that was that song. That was done years ago. So there's one last track that has never been recorded, but it's out there in Beatledom. So what I think is happening is they're going to give this to Peter Jackson's Weta people they are going to be able to take out just John's voice, remove all the room noise, the tape hiss, the guitar that he's strumming, and take just John's voice and basically beef that up and isolate it, give that to Paul, and then Paul then is going to build with uh, Ringo on drums. I don't know what they're doing about George's part. Uh, They're going to build that track. And now you can sing, he can sing harmony and do exactly what they would have done in the studio with this John Lennon vocal that is the vocal, but it's better than the AI is able to strip away what shouldn't, what's not voice and also enhance what is voice. Yeah. And we keep hearing that, that something catastrophic is going to happen now. 34% of Americans believe that something catastrophic because AI is going to happen in the next 10 years, including nuclear war. Uh at the same time, this is the other side of AI that's so cool. That oh, they, I can't wait to hear it. That they if, if you, the, 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 so that interview, if you are a Beatles fan at all, listen, it's, it's uh, Broken Records, the name of the podcast, Rick Rubin and Giles Martin. It's one of the most fascinating interviews of all time. It talks about what his dad went and built a studio on a, on a Caribbean island, and then there was an earthquake or a volcano happen. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's interesting when you watch Rick Rubin work, because he's working while he's in his bare feet, maybe sleeping or doing a yoga pose, and you're like, "Is he producing a show? What's what? What is he it's, doing? It's, he's it's very a, it's he's, mysterious. He's very hard to figure out, but for whatever reason, it works. Yeah, and, and it and it's worked across genres of music for a long, long time. So you have to give him his due. Hey, you guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Ron and Don Show. If you need us. Just reach out. Yeah, Ron at ronanddon.com. You can email me directly, or the website is ronanddon.com. Sellers, uh, this is a great time to sell right now. Right, right now would be a great time to start because we could get your house prepped and ready and put a sign in as things uh, typically accelerate in the fall around here, uh, especially if you're in a great school zone. People want their kid to go to that school zone, and uh, this would be a great time to contact us to help you get everything ready, take care of all the deferred maintenance, get that thing uh, tight and bright as we like to say on the front line, uh, ready to go. Uh, buyers, it's still a really good time to buy. I know interest rates are a little high. We do have some options for you finance-wise with uh, Mitch from Mitch.loans that we'd love to talk to you about. Yeah. If you need us, just reach out, Ron and Don. Sit down.com. Till next time, head up, shoulders back. You listen to the Ron and Don Show. I'm right on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back and keep blowing that trumpet and we'll see you next time. Only! 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 Only on the Ron Don Radio Network.